Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Heavenly Father, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How to behave appropriately in your marriage or relationship. Amen. Amen. Father, speak to us in Jesus' name. I welcome all of you watching online. God bless you. Amen. All right. So last week, uh, last month, sorry, I began to share with you on how to act appropriate. And I started with the guys. Can we do a little recap? Amen. You know, last week, last month, sorry, after the meeting, I was speaking to someone and she said, you know, your tone was very easy when you were talking to the guys. <laughs> And she said, I know when it gets to the ladies, your tone will be hard. Hey, she has, I don't know, she has just put me in a corner. Amen. So today I have to try to have a very silent tone. Hallelujah. But we'll see how it goes. Hmm. I wanted to say something, but you see, if I say it, you say, hey, a bad girl's not there. You know, the truth is, eh? In a Christian relationship, all right, or marriage, often the problem comes from the woman. <clears throat> my wife is here. You can ask my wife, between me and her, deep down her heart, who is the problem causer? Even just this evening, she said, tonight I will worry you. <laughs> He said, that's what she told me. Like, the, she, she, she's planning it tonight. I would not, she's all my men that. Like, I will keep your eyes open. Amen. Amen. So the, the woman, I mean, not this in a good sense, but often it's women who cause the problem. I'm not saying guys don't cause problems, but you see, most Christian guys are good guys. Yes. We have other, we have many challenges, you know. Christian guys are rigid, they don't flow, they are not romantic, it's true. But when I talk about problems, okay, you would rather have a rigid guy, all right, than a guy who you know is sleeping with another lady. Because the problem, there are different levels. Okay. Mm. There are some Christian guys, you can't, they can't hurt you. They can't hurt you, uh, how do you call it? Deliberately. I don't know if you understand. Like the way in the world, some guys will say, I'm going to, I will pay you back. I will do you some. Do you know that? In most Christian religions, you won't have that. Is everything okay? All right. So, can we do a little recap? 
We want to do a little recap. Amen. Welcome, sir. A little recap of how a guy should behave, how a Christian guy should behave in his relationship and in marriage. Number one, we said what? You must have knowledge of your wife or your beloved. And I made an example. I said, every woman is like a car you've bought. Okay? Some of the cars is pushed to start. Some, it is mud joiny wire. Some, it is, uh, how do you call it? Power steering. Some is hydraulic. You put fluid, then power, the motor steer. <laughs> you know, one time I had a Renault and I used to buy oil to, this is the steering oil. Then at another time when we got our Corolla, I was looking for the engine to see which part to pour that. Then they said, oh, this one is power steering. You don't need oil. We must know. So everybody, you must know your beloved. And the way your beloved is, that's how God created her. As a man. So you must know and accept. If you know your beloved is moody, then that's what you got. Or you don't understand. When you are going to buy a car, they will tell you, oh, this one in the morning, the engine takes a while to start. So when you wake up and you do, don't call mechanic. Just keep trying. It will start. Amen. No two women are the same. Every, every one of them is unique and they all have their good sides. But if you learn how your wife or your beloved is, you will get the best out of her. Because remember the first teachings we had, the woman was created to help the man. So whenever God is bringing you a woman, that woman is brought by God to help you to get to a place you would never have gotten to on your own. Do you get it? So when, it's, when the woman is given to you, you must learn how to accept you married out of the will of God. That one is a different issue. All we are talking is within the context of having married in the will of God, having prayed, having been friends, having known that, oh, this is the one God wants me to marry. Uh -huh. But if you went to marry and God said, no, not this, and you went to marry that one, I beg you, come and see me after church. We have a different set of wisdom for you. Hallelujah. So you must know your wife. Very important. Very what? Yes. Very important. If you buy a TV and every 30 minutes the TV goes off, you don't complain. You just pull out the man manual and check. Yeah, maybe it's, that's how the TV is. Do you get it? Hmm. So if you don't know your wife, you want one, one thing you complain and it will bring confusion every now and then. You, everybody you meet, you say, my wife is like this, my wife is... Every woman is some way. You just have to know the person you are with. You get it. So know your wife, know your beloved. Not know to leave them and let them say, I can't be with you. Know them to handle them. Okay? Once you start courting, that's it all. Courting to marriage. You get it? Yeah, we don't want a church where we have empty, you've courted and you've left. And No, we don't. That's why I tell you, be very careful before you say, I love you. 
Well, why don't you say I love you? I beg. Don't come and tell me I've changed my mind. Are you here? All right. Okay. Then number two, what did we say? Dwell with her. So learn to stay. Marriage is not for kids. Relationship is not for what? If your wife does something, don't quickly get angry and kick. Kick the this thing, then smash the TV and scream. Hey! Then every day you buy a new TV. Because women too are funny. When they know you don't like this, oh. When you are angry, that's what they will do. Do you understand what I'm saying? When a woman knows that you don't like something and you let her know that this one, I've told you, once you keep saying, I don't like this, I'm sorry, sir. Guys, I'm giving you a secret too. Yes, if you don't like it, you keep quiet. It's like a boxing match, then you tell your opponent, don't hit me here, else you, you will knock me out. Hey! What do you think he will do? He will hit there. <laughs> Hallelujah. So dwell. So learn to acclimatize. You are, you see, if you marry, eh? and there's, a, there's confusion in the home, your ability to overlook the confusion and call your wife and sit down and say, you know what, let's talk. And that's how you dwell. Not, I remember I told you, a man should not be petty. A man should not drag issues. A man should not stand up and start talking from morning to evening. Men, men, you don't talk much. I'm not saying don't talk. Because if you don't talk, you can get heart disease. Speak what is on your heart. But speak it. When you talk, you are done. Don't carry an issue in the morning. And in the evening, you are still talking. Or don't carry an issue and everybody that is, you see, hey, see what my wife did, oh, hey, see what, no, I beg you. Because it's just an issue that has come. And to, by evening, the issue will be resolved. Then right now, you'll be hugging your wife, but you've forgotten you told another person how your wife is. Who is disgraced now? You are disgraced. Never, never disgraced. Ne don't. In marriage, never expose the two of you. Never wash your dirty linen in public. Do you understand? You can fight, you can do, not fight like blues, but like you can quarrel, whatever. But when you come out, have a front, a united front, that yeah, we fought, but we are still husband and wife. Why, why do you want to come and separate us? That's Satan you are talking to. Hallelujah. So learn to dwell with your wife. Stay. When your wife is, is, is nagging, I'll come to them, don't worry. As I'm talking, they think they are free. But I'll come. When your wife is nagging, you see you, how you know you are stable is you can endure the nagging. You stay, uh, and you keep quiet. Uh -huh. Then the, they will blow you, uh, then, but you still be stable. When you do that, even the woman will respect you. Oh, my husband is a good man. She won't tell you, but you know, when she's talking to her friends, she asks for my husband. Oh, if I'm talking, she he he won't mind me. You see? Mm. It's not easy, <laughs> but we have to. 
The way I'm saying, you think it's easy, Charlie. But God will help us. <laughs> Amen. We'll learn to dwell because the Bible says, dwell with them according to what? Knowledge. And that's how relationship is like. We are moving from relation to marriage. Hmm? Number three. Honor your wife or your beloved. Let people know you love her. Don't disrespect her. When someone disrespects your beloved, put the person right. When someone, not like, beloved, so you go and fight for your beloved and, you know, that's what I'm saying. Some people take it to, to the You've not married the person, it's like, you are even fighting other family members. Hey, be careful. What I'm saying is, Anna, give Anna to your, your wife. Okay? Let outsiders know that you respect. And if you respect your wife or your beloved, the same respect other people will give to her. You get it? The prophet, when you marry, and let all your family members know, I respect my, my wife. Don't let any family member or any best person talk bad about somebody in your presence. I don't like when people talk down people in my presence. I will shut you down. My mom will never raise something against my wife. I say, Mama, no. I don't want to hear this. Please don't say it. And I don't let my wife also raise something about my mom. Everybody be in your corner. Yeah. If you try, say no, I beg you, no. Oh, yesterday your wife, hey, hey, please. If you think it's important, I'm calling her. All of us will be here. Let's say what you want to say. So now when my mom wants to talk to me, I'm not saying that's what my mom does, but my mom will never, she, it doesn't matter who the person, I won't let you say. So when my mom wants to say, she said, oh, they know because I can't but they are still make her <laughs> So give honor to your beloved. Amen. Number four. Always know she's a weaker vessel and support her. When we say weaker, we are not saying women are weak. Like, because women, the average woman is stronger than a man. Yeah. My wife told me a funny story yesterday. She has a friend, big, macho girl. Hey. Then she said, sweetie, okay, I'm down for now. I said, hey. hey. The boyfriend cheated on her. Like, cheated on her. What do you mean? It's like the girl went to the boy's house to beat the guy. <laughs> and the guy came to apologize. What about Kano Kray? You know, say if she's a weaker vessel, can she beat him? No. So don't try. Don't say a woman is weak, so you, you have the shock of your life. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are weak because of their emotions. But women are strong. The pain women go through at childbirth, if they subject men to one-tenth of that pain, many men will go crazy. Yeah. Women are very strong. So don't have the notion that you are weak, you are weak. No. It's just that, no, because they are not weak like that. It's just that, you know, their frame, their frame is, is not as robust as a man's frame, even their understanding. And because of childbirth, their body is fashioned in a way to go through so many changes and so many hormonal, whatever. So a woman is often affected by things easily as compared to a man. Amen. Are you here? 
That's why if you're a man and every small thing you are all over, we have to maybe you have to give one of these injections so you start getting breast. Amen. And bam bam. Yeah, I already said don't be petty in your marriage. Don't pick on little things. Learn a man should learn to overlook many things. You get it. In a, a man in your home, if you are a tidy man, you know those. How do you call it? Prim and proper guys. They pack their socks here. They, they, if you marry, maybe you go and marry some wild lady who doesn't care about you. No, don't be petty, Charlie. Flow. Say flow. Flow. The home is not for only you, by the way. It's not only you, your house. Do you get it? Eh. And marry the two shall be one. Do you get it? It's like we've all kept tilapia in the fridge. Say we'll eat it tomorrow. Then before I see my wife, I was going to take some. Why should I complain? Me too. Let me go and take my own now. Whatever is left tomorrow, we'll survive. So if you like to put your socks here, your shoe here, every day you pack it neat, then your wife to, to put her socks here, put this here. You to start putting your socks anywhere. <laughs> Else you'll be frustrated. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. If that one is better than every day. Make catch yourself and follow socks and tour. Make catch yourself, oh yeah, we are. Make catch yourself our training tour. Then right now you become a talkative in your home. And man, you should not be here talking plenty in the house. You get it? If you talk, it means that something is very important that has to be said. When you come to my you hear plenty of people talking. Hey, why not do it? Hey, why not? <laughs> but when I talk. You see, Papa has spoken. But I don't talk that much. I can be in the house since morning. You hear me talk. I'll be known. <clears throat> the people talk, even Nathan, the people talk, he, she doesn't mind them. <clears throat> <clears throat> they will talk and say, Nathan, stop! Wait, stop it! He won't stop. But you see, when I give him one eye, <laughs> he will go and sit down. Because you don't have to talk much. A man should not talk much. So, guys, listen. There's everything that you'll be picky, you'll be saying, hey, both. If you go, your wife has not watched the both in it. It's her business. Hmm? Or you don't understand. If you desire not to watch, if you can watch it, whatever you say, one, two, your wife does not change. Leave it. It's meant to be. You can't change it. If you try, you hurt your marriage. Hmm? And you see that you have to balance yourselves. Do you get it? Maybe I should give you an example. You see me? I like to keep important things. Okay? I don't like when important things are put. Asabasa. But when I put some things out, often I don't remember where I put it. Do you get it? My wife also, when she puts it, she remembers where she put it. But she won't put it in the right place. So do you know how we balance? She can, she can travel and come. Then her passport, her residence permit, her card, all very important cards. The residence permit is like without a visa, you can still travel to the UK, which is very, <laughs> it's a very important card. Well, she just leave it somewhere. But she knows it's there. But you know, 
I'll just go and carry everything and put it somewhere. Sometimes you don't remember, but it's safe. Me too. When I come, my ring, I put it. My watch. Then later I say, hey, where's my ring? Who has found my watch? Hey. Then he say, who found me? Be out front. You see, but we balance it. That one is better than every day. Complaining, complaining, complaining. The more you complain, the more the marriage is not enjoyed. Can I have tissue, please? The more you complain, see, the more I complain in my marriage, the more the marriage will not be enjoyed. Don't have to complain much. And I'm talking to guys. Don't be petty. Don't drag issues. Don't say, yesterday you did this. Today you've done it. Tomorrow you know. Whatever was done yesterday, you speak about it. You cut it. If, she, if the person does the same thing and you want to talk, don't bring every day. Don't go back to the, the whatever, the past. When you make people, you see, when you always remind people of how insufficient and inefficient and how bad they are at something, you, you don't help them become the best. When someone hurts you and you want them to know how painful or like you want them to feel remorseful, you don't help them. When people feel remorseful, they, they withdraw. They won't be of the best. Are you here? Are you receiving wisdom? Amen. All right. Now, I want to add one more thing to this before I go to the woman. I mean, there's so much to share. But God will help us. Number five, a guy should know the scriptures. <clears throat> to have a good marriage, you must know the scriptures. Amen. Know what the Bible says about marriage as a guy. So ladies, you know how, this, how you should take this. If you are going to marry, all the things I've said a guy should do, look out for that in a guy. If you meet a guy who is always, you call it a red flag. If you meet a guy who is always picking on you, petty, petty things. Why did you do this? Why did I told you to do this? I told you to do this. I told you to do this. Watch it. Everybody must be free. It's marriage. Hey. We've been under our parents. Uh, now that we've married you, you want us to be in prison. Let us feel free small. Even football, when they cut it, they're everything. Lay on. And women like it when men give them freedom, you know. Like, oh, you can go ahead. I'll talk about them, then I'll come to the other, what a man should do. Now I'm talking about mainly, oh, don't do this, don't do this, but I'll come out here. Be, be firm, be hard. Hmm, those ones too are there. Okay? Or you don't like it? You know, one day, my wife and I were talking about something. And we were, I think we were talking about some, someone, like the person and the beloved also. Then my wife was asking, this person, do you think he can be a man in this relationship? And I said, why do you think? He said, I don't think he's hard. Then she said, you know you, you are very hard. 
like listen she said you know you are very hard it means that it's something she admires you don't marry a softy woman marry a hard person not hard like <laughs> rock of gibraltar but marry a man who is who can take decisions and say no sit no this is what we are doing and that's the final amen so a man should know the scriptures because the scriptures guide us the rule of the game is the bible okay if you are married to a man who does not know the bible you are in trouble who does not know the holy scriptures like what the bible says about this what the bible says about that what the bible says about this you see every day there will be arguments because when issues come up, the, the Bible must be opened. You know? And he must explain the Bible to you. This is why we are doing this. This is what the Bible says. This is what... Then you see the person's head will be clear. What, recently I sat with my wife. I said, ask me any question. Ask me. She had a couple of questions. And by the way, we are going to have question and answer. What, what is it? Questions and answers with Pastor Mubarak. Yeah. We are, we, are, we are going on a break for leaders meeting. The date will come out. And subsequently, we'll have two weeks. So if you have any question, Christianity, purpose, all the things we've been teaching, seed sowing, everything, prophets, Anna, anything that you don't understand, just write it. Bring it, we'll prepare, we'll sit down, we'll show you scripturally, we'll give you by God's grace, we'll give you answers by, to the Bible. You get it? Good. So I sat with her and I said, then she asked the question, then she asked this question, then she asked this question. I don't understand why this is, I don't understand. So when she finished and I said, okay, then I began to explain, this is what the Bible says, open the Bible to this, open, then I, at, a, at a point I said, do you understand? She said, no. I said, so what did you say? I don't understand why this is, this is. So, okay, patiently, like patiently teaching her. Then I said, Okay, when is she finish? Then when I saw her face was lighting up, I said, Do you understand? I said, Okay, I get it to this one. I said, Okay, keep it here, meditate more on it. We will have this thing again. I'll explain more. It's the Bible. You see, the word of God is so powerful, it dissolves doubts. When you have Bible says in the book of Daniel. And when Daniel spoke, his wisdom was so powerful, it dissolved the doubts of people. So when, you, when there's a question and the word of God is posed, it's explained, suddenly, all the doubts go down. And all the worry go down. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Then we all accept it and we are happy. So you must know the scriptures. No, not bulldoze your way through. We had to do something. My wife didn't understand. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm, we won't do it. But I want to explain to you why we have to do it. I'm not forcing you to do it. But I'll explain. So I took my time to explain. When I finished, said, oh, okay. Hey, then it's not easy. I said, yes, it's not easy, but we have to. I said, okay, I'll help. See, it's helped her in here. So if your wife, your beloved comes to you, you should be able to explain the Bible to her. I'm not talking Bible discussion. Not 
me and you. Oh, what does Matthew 6.33 say? Those, that place is there. I'm talking about a place where as a man of the house, you see, the Bible says A, B, C, E, F, G. And this is why we have to do this. Yeah. And you'd be amazed how your wife will love you. Yeah. She always wants to be around you. Or you don't want that. Yeah. She always wants to worry you. It's a blessing if your wife wants to worry you. Amen. Some people, their wives, are, can't, they, they, their wives don't want to worry them. This one is sitting here. This one is sitting here. <clears throat> they are not friends. Amen. All right. Are you happy? Ask your neighbor, how are you? <laughs> what did they say? I'm fine. Nathan. <laughs> All right. First Peter 2, 13. <laughs> Speaking thongs. All right. Say, Lord, I open my heart to receive your wisdom. Let every doubt and philosophy of men be dissolved. I totally yield to the wisdom of God which is the word of God. I displace philosophies, experiences, advice of men, which don't lead to life out of my mind and out of my heart. I displace things I've learned in movies, things I've read right now. And I wholly accept the word of God as true. As the word of God enters me, I receive it wholeheartedly and my profiting will thereby appear to all men. Hallelujah. All right. In 1 Peter 2, Peter was trying to explain to the lost tribes that the First Peter, Second Peter was trying to Talk to the Jews that were scattered. Amen. And he was trying to give them. Go to First Peter 1. Let me give you a background to First Peter 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of blood. Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied unto you. Amen. To an inheritance incorruptible for to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that faded not away reserved in heaven for you. Five. Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last days. No, he's talking about these people. Continue. Six. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a reason, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. 
Hallelujah. Verse 10, verse 8, 9. Receiving the end, go to 8. Whom having not seen ye love, and whom do ye see him not, ye believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. 9. Receiving what? Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. 11. Searching of what, searching what or manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify, which it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. 12. Unto whom it was revealed. So, you see, he's trying to exhort them in the gospel. Mm -hmm. He's trying to talk to them. He's telling them about Bible, how to do this. Uh, explain to them what they've received as Christians and the salvation that awaits them. Now, by the time he's getting to chapter 2, okay, this is an epistle, so it's a long letter. It's a bit, people who wrote the Bible who put it chapter 1, chapter 2. So actually, it's a long letter he's writing. And he's touching on many areas of their lives. All right? So, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, he's now talking to them, as newborn babies, people who have come to Christ, who don't know much, you've now found Jesus, they are excited, they are happy. He says, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So this letter is a very important letter that he's written to them. Hallelujah. Verse 3. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. For to whom coming as unto a living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. 5. Ye also as live, lively stones are built up as spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. 6. Wherefore also it is contained in, this, in the scripture. Behold, I lay as in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious that he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. 7. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which are be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallow, the same is made the head of the corner. 8. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at, at the word, being disobedient whereunto also they were appointed. 9. But ye are a chosen generation. So he's telling them how special they are. He's exhorting them. Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, an holy nation, a peculiar people. These people are Christians. They don't know who they are. And Peter is trying to explain to them what they've received and what it stands for in their lives. But ye are a chosen generation, a peculiar people that ye should show for the praise of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So by this time, these people are beginning to understand what they have received as salvation. They've been told to seek for the sincere word of God. They've been told who they are. They are a new generation. They are peculiar people. Hallelujah. Verse 10. Which in time past were a people, were not a people, but are now people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. 11. Dearly beloved. Now, you see, He's going to change the tone of the message because he's trying to show them what their real conduct should be. So he says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust. Now he's coming in after all the things he said. 
that is coming into their conduct in society, in the church, in the things that they should do. He says, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. Verse 12, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that where whereas they speak against you as evil do it, they may be by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. By verse 13, verse 12, verse 13, look at verse 13 now. Now he's beginning to teach them even how to relate with the government. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. He's saying a Christian must submit whether it be to the king as supreme, 14, or unto governance. Someone will say, ah, but why is a pastor teaching them? Because they, they don't have a clue of what to do. They've just received the faith and someone must send a message. They didn't have the Bible. So they wrote these epistles and conducted their lives by the epistle. Or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. 15. For so is the will of God that with well-doing he may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. 16. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness but as servants of God. 17. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. He's teaching them conduct. 18. Servants be subject to your masters with all fear so he's talking to the christians who are now servants don't think that because you're a christian now you can't serve or you should not serve again he's teaching them servants be subject with your masters like the way i teach some of you respect your boss check on your boss be nice to your boss it's the same thing servants be subject to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle but also to the forward even if your boss is not good he says be good to him verse 19 for this is tank worthy if a man of conscience toward god endure grief suffering wrongfully 20 for what glory it is it if when ye be buffeted ah uh, for your fault ye shall take it patiently but when but if when ye do well and suffer for it ye take it patiently this is acceptable with god are we going? <clears throat> then he comes back, verse 21. For everyone, and for, for even here unto where ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. So even if you are working with your boss and you are suffering, it's like, it's Christ also suffered. Don't do anything that destroys your reputation as a Christian with your, your master. That's the advice he's giving them. 22. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged what? All things. 24. Who himself bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Ye were healed it means. They didn't even know they were healed, but he's telling them, Jesus has bore their sickness. 25. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Then in chapter 3, the letter is continuing. Then look at it. 
comes to marriage. It comes to the family. And he wants, he wants them to have the best of a Christian home. So look at the tone he starts with. Likewise. 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 Ye wives, be in subjection to your own husband. Now, I want you to pay attention to this one. That word, likewise. You see, if you flip this story in an epistle, like, if let's say it was not a book, but it was just a long letter like that. The likewise means that, go to verse 13. What he's saying likewise is like, no, chapter 2, verse 13. It's like, I come to Kofi, I say, Kofi, make sure when you dress, your tie is straight. Likewise you. When I say likewise, what's the meaning? It means that whatever I told Kofi, the same manner applies to you. The same thing. So when he comes and says, subject yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, verse 14, or unto governors, as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evil doing, or for the praise of them that do well. Then he comes back and says, in verses number 18, he says, servants be subjects. Sit down. Give me amplified of this. He said, you who are household servants, be submissive to your masters with all proper respect. Not only to those who are kind and considerate and reasonable, but also to those who are surly. Is that correct? Is that how I pronounce it correctly? Surly, overbearing, unjust, and crooked. Verse 19. Is it for one is regarded favorably, is approved, accepted, and thankworthy. If as in the sight of God, he endures the pain and, and on of the pain of unjust suffering. So go back to the verse 18. You who are household servants, be submissive to your master. So guess what? When he says likewise, what he's trying to do. Come. Come. Stand here. You are the, the owner of the house. This one is your servant. When he says likewise, what he's trying to say is the way this one, how does a servant act? How does a proper servant act when he sees his master? What? Why you can't talk? He bows. He, he bows down. He asks, what daughter serves me in the house? When she talks to me. Yesterday, I was talking to her in the evening. <laughs> Sorry. And I noticed a chain in her neck. I said, ah, why are you wearing a chain in this house you are talking to me? Go and remove your chain. Why, you are worried that I scream like that? Because you don't wear a chain when you talk to your master. <clears throat> you don't understand the context these people had it. Imagine someone you went to bring from the village. Huh? And say, you, come and stay in Accra with me. 
a typical village girl who is a servant. Then you give her food. You go to market. You buy clothes for her. You even bought her first pant set of panties for her. Huh? How, what is the relationship you expect from that person? That of reverence. That of submission. When others is bringing something, he says, Papa, please, your food is ready. Even when she's knocking the door, he knows it. Small. She doesn't even want to make noise. Who's there? Papa, please, your food is ready. Even her voice. See the servanthood. It doesn't mean she's useless. Oh. I beg you, don't get it wrong. She's a boss on her own as she's there. <laughs> I'm just using her as an example. But you see, if you're offended, it means you don't even understand what I'm saying. He juxtaposes the relationship between a servant and a master. And says, likewise, wives, be submissive, just like the servant is to the master. This is how Sarah behaved. That's why I say, this is how Sarah behaved and called Abraham Lord. Can a servant talk rudely to the master? So if you're a wife and you can look into your husband's face, can you imagine Dodo talking to me and raising her hand? Can you? She can't even look into my eyes. Do you understand? When I'm talking, she can't even look into my eyes. So if a servant cannot look into their eyes, of a master and rebuke the master, then it's an error for a wife to look into the eyes of the husband and insult the husband. Likewise, look, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, this is what the old woman knew. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, he said, because you are daughters of Sarah, as long as you do well, you will not be, and I'm not afraid with any amazement. He said, whose daughter? See, uh, it's like, emulate Sarah. Sarah, in connection with Abraham, understood this. That's what Peter was trying to explain. Go back to the verse one. Likewise, ye wise. Be in subjection, like come under. Now, look at me and my wife. Do you think I will in any way suppress my wife? No, I don't even know how to do it. So it doesn't make you lose. When, when we quote, you see, that's why I make you confess, I displease this, I displease that, because what we've learned in the world has messed us our minds up. And that's the reason why all of us, one way or the other, are struggling. So when God sees Christian marriage and sees some of these women of God and how they are, he's disappointed. 
Yeah. But it says that God is merciful. He's so disappointed in us. The marriages we have. No. How can you go and take Adisadol syllabus or Adisadol marking scheme and come use to mark in fast film exam? It's not that. So you, we don't borrow things from outside and apply them in Christian marriage. If you want a Christian marriage, the same way I stood there, I thought, husband, dwell with your wife so that if your wife is even nagging and whatever, sit down, cool. That's the same way the Bible is teaching us that a woman, so as you are going to marry, one of your priorities, how can I be in subjection? How can I? And you see, that's what the problem is. Because if the woman has a little money or has a master's degree or has this PhD and the man is like something, then you see that, ah, the Bible is wrong. Why can't the Bible be wrong? You remember I told you first beginning of the, this, I told you, compatibility or something. I said, don't marry someone you are educated at. Else you will not be able to obey the Bible. You will not. The only time you marry a man who is not educated is that he's widely traveled and is rich. These are the two things that compensate for a lack of education. Because when you travel, you are, it's a form of education. Yeah. It's a form of education. When you are widely traveled, you know things. Your mindset is very broad. And when you are rich too, it's, it speaks on its own. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection. Is my tone okay? Is my tone okay today? Are you learning? I'm not nagging. I'm not shouting at you people today. Is it entering? Huh. Okay. I've succeeded today. I today that I rehearsed my I said, <laughs> I have to be careful, but I'm more. Because the people did. You see, I'm extra cool today. But it's still powerful. Likewise, ye wives. We are dwelling on the likewise. So. You see, be in subjection. It means, eh? Ziva, kneel, kneel down. Hold. The, the man's feet. Hold his feet. Hold it. Like, go down. Like, this is... Like, even you kiss his shoe. That's why you should, don't marry a foolish man. No. <laughs> yeah, because you see... Wait, 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 wait. When you marry someone you don't love, when you marry someone you are not compatible with, when you marry someone that you are, your temperaments are not matching up, this thing cannot happen. You always say, why should I, this foolish man, why should I, it will never, you will not be able to do it. That's why we need to get the foundations right before we approach marriage. And they didn't have to live again. This is how it should be. One day I rebuked Doris. 
Hey, it wasn't easy in the house. I don't know what she did. You're tired. Stand up. Don't stand new, new and be there. I'm teaching you how to submit. Look for Prophet Anna from you. <laughs> but I'm, I'm helping him. <laughs> but Peter, I'm helping your son. The blessing. And then again, Grand America. Good, sit down. I rebuilt Doris. I don't know what she did. But I remember when I was talking to her, at a point she started crying. If I really want to rebuke you, 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 you will not, you, by the time you are standing up, you are crying. I give it to her. Then the next morning, earlier dawn, earlier dawn, I heard a knock on my door. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. I was sleeping, I came out and said, what, what do you want? What is it? She knelt down, crying, Papa, I'm sorry. I won't repeat this again. Please forgive me. It's okay, stand up, stand up. Go and sleep, hurry up. How many wives? How many wives? You see, will go on their knees and beg their husband, I'm sorry. If it ever gets on social media, you'll be the most foolish woman today. That's why many people cannot have good marriages. That's why you can't be happy. My wife and I, one day we were discussing. Why is it that people are divorcing? Why people, people's marriage are not happy? And, we, and I said, sweetie, you know, if you really want to marry, there are rules and regulations. So I stick to the rules, you stick to the rules. But today's marriages, she doesn't want to stick to the rules. The man doesn't want to, to stick to the rules. So it can't happen. The rule says that if my wife hurts me, I can't hurt her back. What can I do for her? I love her back. Hey, what a difficult rule. It means the more my wife hates me, the more I love her. That's the only way to cure the hurt. Do you think every man can do this? That's why men cannot marry. That's why men cannot marry. Because if you hurt him, oh, you wait. Before you see he's with another lady. Oh, what about them cry? Tuno. Many Christian ladies, they do tuno in their homes. If it was a worldly man and a son, because that's how it always is. Christian lady won't have, Christian wife won't have sex because you know the husband can't go anywhere. But unbeliever wife, oh, he's even begging the husband to have sex because you know that as the husband is not having sex, he's having it somewhere. But Christian one day, oh, where does he have to go? One day, a friend of mine he, he, he had an issue with the wife. Something small, they had to trash out. And it was disturbing this person I knew. And the person went to talk to the father. And he said, this is what this is. And then the father laughed and said, you, you, if I give you a solution, you won't take. If I give you a solution, you won't take. Just look for two side they will cool your pain your wife will wake up one minute but you see the man has the fear of the Lord and that's what the wife is capitalizing on 
that after all, what can he do? After all, what can he do? Christian marry, never leave. None of you should ever wake up and leave the house not happy. If one person is walking away not happy, it's a concern for another person. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection. Be one. Subjection. Be in subjection. Come down to the house. Come down. A Christian wife, no Christ love wife, should be head arguing. No. Marriage is okay. It's normal. We can disagree. We can, we can have our own fair share of whatever. But it should not translate to disrespect. Where the wife now, if a servant cannot look into the master's eye and rebuke her or him and insult him, that's the same way a wife is not permitted to also look into the husband's eye and insult him. Ladies, are you here? Let this fear, let it enter your heart. If any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by their conversation of the word. Give me amplified. I'm keeping you here. It's deliberate. Be there. Look, in like manner, you married women, be submissive to your own husbands. Subordinate yourselves as being secondary to and dependent on them. Today, women are not like this. You have a job, I have a job. One day, someone said, I also want to, I asked her, why are you worried? You, you want to earn your own money? He said, I also want to earn my money. <laughs> Ask my husband, I said, no, 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 no. You earn your money, but the approach is not, the way you want it, that's not how God works. Because God, if you people are not united, God cannot bless you. <clears throat> and that's how come I've been able to, by God's grace, prosper in a sense, or pro yeah, prosper through my wife. You get it? Like through God giving me this woman, I've been able to prosper because she gave me a seed. You don't understand. I will take my wife's money and sow a seed for all of us. And because the seed is sown by as the blessing come to us. Many times. Many times. And that has helped me because we are united. There's nothing like I've sown my seed. I've sown my seed. No, we stay as a you. It's one who. So. If my wife will be honest, then one thing I've always fought for in the home is that we will be one. In everything. Because I know the principle that the day we are separated, we can't move on. God doesn't recognize us. It's like we, we do a joint account, then we say two to sign. Not so. Me and you. The day we all go, the bank will recognize us. But the day only you go, they say we are sorry, we, we, it's not valid. We need the other one. So, unless both of us have gone into the presence of God, God doesn't recognize us. Because the day we wedded, we were joined together as one. If I go alone, it's not working. We are one. Recently, my wife and I were going to sow a seed. I said, I even called Nathan. 
I said, we are one. Let's all come together. Father, that's so even Nathan is part of the seed sowing. We raise the seed. When someone gives me a seed, I give it to my wife. I say, this is the seed that came out. I say, pray over it. Then she lifts it up. Father, thank you. When my wife gets money, any money my wife gets, she comes to tell me. But you know, even though women sometimes they can still hide one or two in their purse, you know. But since my wife will never hide anything. Oh, this is what I got. And she, you know, and she knows when she tells me, I'll say, we are going to. <laughs> so now she's very careful, you know. Because when I sniff it, I say, no, 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 no. We are buying iron rods. And this is likewise. Be dependent. So you, you have to be dependent on him. Whether you have a good job or not. Whether you are earning more than him or not. I'm preaching Bible. Though. Am I preaching Bible? Are you interested? Dependent on him. Dependent. You depend on the man. A man must have the capacity to be dependent upon. It's not about money. You must have what it takes for a woman to say, I'm relying on you. Oh, if my husband has not spoken, I can't make a decision. That's what I'm talking about. Be dependent on them and adapt yourselves to them. I mean, do you know what that means? It means you fashion your way into a man's life. You see the way the socket is planned to enter the hole. What's the name? The plug. The plug is planned to enter the socket. That's how a woman must fashion her way. Adapt. Cut yourself here. Cut yourself there. Cut yourself. Are you, are you here? Or you are not interested in what I'm saying? An entire man's life. So if you're a CEO, if you're a COO, if you're a VOCCV, and you are, you are a Christian lady, especially in Christ, and you are coming to marry, you must cut the O off, cut the V off, cut the C off, and become only O. And be, be, if you go to your job, you are COO, but if you come home, you are C. Sit down. I'll come back. When my wife, my wife got a job, okay, when she was, you see, what she was earning, eh, I had never seen that money before. Like, I don't know if you understand. We were all like, even though she's always like, financially, she's always been ahead because I've always been taking money from her. But when she got a job, there was a big leap. You understand? A big leap. And it, that leap didn't make her arrogant. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to explain, adapt yourselves to them. It didn't make her arrogant. Like, uh, 
I'm any more than you, so know how to talk to me. No. My wife has always been more exposed than me. She's had more exposure. I started traveling. Sorry that I'm using you for examples today, I beg you. Pardon me. What's the time? All right. When is eight? Let me know. She started traveling when she was finished GHS. Is it GHS or SHS? SHS. Yeah. Started going to Canada when she finished SHS. Airport Canada me 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 see gates and opoda. In school she used to travel. After school she's traveled. She's been on a rig. She sat in helicopters. Very exposed. But you, you she she even. She doesn't even want people to know. You know, sometimes people are going to sit on a plane and they do Snapchat. We're about to board. Security check. You know, you even see her with her phone. When she went to Scotland, two weeks for her to come. He said, hey, do you know I've not taken a picture since I came to this town? I said, oh, you're not <laughs> So she stood out and said, oh, please take a picture of me. So I'll keep it one day. I say, oh, I was in Scotland. Exposure should not make you raise yourself about a man. Over a man, sorry. Irene, if God blesses you and your miracles start coming, I beg you. Don't make it look like, Charlie, we've not arrived in life. We've not, no, no, no. I'm talking about how women should be able. This is what God wants. Subjection. I get in the picture. The best picture is a servant and a master. Diva, will you ever hear a servant argue with the master? Correct servant too. Then a wife should never be heard arguing with the husband. That's why when your wife is arguing, just keep your cool. After teach her the Bible. In fact, when you meet, when your husband comes, you say, you are welcome, sir. You are welcome. How was your day? How was your day? Come. Come, come and just try. Sit down, sit down. I will ask him, how was your day? <laughs> come, come, come. Pastor, sit down. Yeah, Pastor, you are coming from work. You are tired. Like, <laughs> ask, ask. Oh, oh, oh. This is not just in church, oh. Yes, it's not when your husband is tired coming. We could be too 
Why why is it Obeba? Because in the morning when he brushed his teeth, he forgot to 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 close the tap and you came and closed it. Then the man who is coming from work and is tired. When you hear his car, eh, what's what's wrong? They are destroying the marriage. They are destroying the marriage. If I finish it and I do not clean, um, clean the table, that, do you think Dodo can come and ask me why did I leave the place here? Who born dog? No. Why would she ask me that? You see, this is what makes a marriage work. But if you use your own wisdom, it's your own issue. Bible says, refrain from your own wisdom. This is what makes marriage and relationship work. And you must practice it. Verse 2, please sit down. <clears throat> it says, when you, now, when your husband observes the pure and modest way, ah, uh, Give me King James. Chase conversation with fear. Verse two, go to verse two. I want to show you something. No, go back to verse two. Verse one. Message of this one. There are husbands who indifferent as they are to any words about God will be captivated. Now he's even talking about Christians who fell in love with unbelievers. Because remember in the context we are looking, Peter is talking to unbelievers who, or people who have just become Christians. Say, if you submit to your husband, guess what? Even your husband will be changed. I heard a story of a man who go and drink with his friends. And every day when, she, when he comes home, the wife will be at the hall waiting to receive him. You see, am I a fool to do this? Nonsense, man. You've gone to drink. Am I the one to wait for you? Now you did there now. You are, you are openly disobeying the Bible. The man who go and drink 1 a.m., by the time he comes, the wife is there at the gate. Hello, honey, you are back. Oh, you look tired. I just heated your water. Let's go. Take a shower. Have you had something to eat? Sit down. So, the man kept doing this and then one day, as he was drinking with his friends, listen to this story well. He, he began to tell his friend, do you know my wife is always at a week waiting for me when I get home. And one of them said, why is he waiting to eat you up or beat you or what? He said, no. My wife is so kind. When I go, she will take me, give me water to bath, dress the bed, give me food to eat, make sure I'm okay and put me. Then the friends woke up. The, 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 the one said, it's, it's not true. He said, 
Let's, today, after we've drunk, we'll all go to my house. <laughs> my wife will be there. Just come out and are online. There are people online. Okay. They said, when we get home, you will see my wife will be there. The battle. Ping, ping, ping. Houseboy came to open. They entered low and behold, the wife was there. Oh, honey, you are back. Oh, your friends are even here. Oh, please come in. Are you guys okay? No, 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 no. One of the friends got angry and held the man and said, you're a very foolish man. You're a wicked man. You don't deserve this woman. <laughs> True story. He said, you're a wicked man. You don't deserve. By this time, the man started crying. He said, it's true. It's true. I don't deserve. She's a good man. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Since then, the guy didn't drink again. Now you see, you see. Say we na me ye. Now all lumens are behind the car. It means you are not ready to obey the word of. Okay, Kumasi, listen. What a blessing. As he said, we na me ye. Now we giant shine man. We come behind the car. If this is what I'll do for you to stop drinking. Then you die with this alcohol. I'm not ready today or tomorrow <laughs> to leave my sleep. Already, you boozing is, is irritating to me. And you want me to wait and drunk men to their mouth is smelling. Because he has drunk. Uh, yes. And they vomit uh, all this nasty. Me. Uh, let's put the Bible aside. But because of that wisdom you are holding, that's why you will not be happy. <clears throat> if you're a lady, raise your hand. If you are a lady, raise your hand. Say, I will submit wholeheartedly to the man that God will give me. So, put your hand down. You know what I want? I want you to go and read about a servant and a master relationship. Remember I said, make sure that you are marrying a wise guy. So that you can do it. And if you married a good, a good person, you're good to go. And I feel everybody here who has a relationship is okay. You don't have a problem. So it should not be a problem for any lady. If you, if you people listen to these teachings, and I will have plenty rest for church planting and church growth. I'm telling you, why do you think we are doing this? Because I want to minimize the wakami with him, you know. I'm telling you, me as God, by God's grace, we marry, we, by God's grace. It's not like, uh, you know, by God's grace, you get it. Mm. It's not easy, but by God's grace. During our anniversary, my wife was saying, God has helped us. Since we married, we've not really had any big deal. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't mean we don't have frictional, but. The grace of God helps. So if you take these teachings well, we will not have, hey, my husband did it, my husband did it, we will not have all those things. We will flow 
If you learn to dwell with your wife and she learns to submit, who who team who? Already you are dwelling. Already you know her. Is she too? She learns to submit. A man who knows the wife and loves the wife. And who knows the scripture? The scripture says, love your wife. Do you think a man who honors the wife will teen the wife? So you are not vulnerable submitting in the first place. Because already your husband knows what he also has to do. Am I helping? <laughs> yeah. My wife is not disadvantaged if she decides to come down and be a servant. Because she knows I won't take advantage of her. No. I've not been trained by the word of God to do that. So we are, we are, we are counseling by the grace of God. We are going to have tension-free marriages. We won't have counseling sessions after marriage that are trying to resolve quarrels. When I meet my fathers, hey, I can't imagine going to meet my father, Apostle Bempa, because of what I did to my wife, my wife has gone to report it. Oh, please. By the grace of God, I'm trying. If I meet it's because me and my wife, we are going to receive a blessing. Do you want to go and receive counseling or blessing? That's why you must both, both behave. And if you behave by the standards of the Bible, you will be fine. Number two, behavior required of women. Go to chapter three, eh, verse three. <clears throat> <clears throat> Are you there? Wife, don't be focused on external beauty. Be focused on internal beauty. <clears throat> Every woman here, as you are entering marriage, as you are entering relationship, Irene, stand up. Come and stand by me. You see, Irene, is she pretty? Very pretty. We don't want to see your outward beauty. There's an inner Irene. More pretty. More beautiful. Come. Is this one pretty? We don't want to see your external beauty. Because women, do you know what they do? They spend a lot of time 
the way you take time to dye your hair. And baba it. One day I win this, I mean, I say, hey, no. Go and change this thing. Hurry up. I say, you are going too much now. It's, it's, you are going overboard. She was trying to give me some philosophy. I said, no, no. The next day, <laughs> I saw that the thing was changing. But the way, the Bible says, the way you spend time, do you carefully choose your clothes? Yes? Say the truth. Tell us. <clears throat> the way you spend time, sometimes I see your glasses color has changed. <clears throat> it match, your glasses matching with your hair. Wow. Oh, I think we've not noticed. <laughs> Bible says the way you focus, the way you take time to choose, hey, I want glasses with leopard skin. And my hair too, like leopard. <laughs> <laughs> And we all run. <laughs> if they put the light off, hey, there's a leopard here. All of us will run away. <laughs> but you see, it takes effort to, to dress like this. Oh, ladies. Take some effort. Some people do their try, anything goes. We don't want anything go kind of ladies here. Put in effort. But what is it? The way you take in effort to do your hair, get your glasses, select your brooch, make sure your buttons, your watch, everything is blended. Take time to work on your heart like that. Because the heart is more beautiful than the body. People will remember how you look, but will never forget how you related. When people see you, oh, but you see, face, facial looks can fade, but experiences with people can never depart. Someone who treated you bad, you can never forget. Someone who treated you good, you can never forget. But you can forget faces. Oh, yes. So let us touch your heart, not see your face. Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing gold and of putting on apparel is good though, but don't let that be the focus as you are entering the relationship don't let don't be focused on i want my husband to see me like this i want my husband to see me like this i want my husband to no i want my husband to touch my heart like i want my i want my husband to I want my husband to experience niceness in the marriage. My heart. I'm working on my heart for my husband. I'm working on my kindness level. I'm working on my tolerance level. I'm working on my appreciation level. Some women don't know how to say this is nice. They don't know. They don't know. They say, if I say your head will be big. You have to say it. They don't know how to say it. Today you are looking good. 
They don't say today, today you preached well. They don't know what to say. One day I was. And men too, you must learn to say it. I've taught you that already. <clears throat> How to honor your wife. Tell her nice things. I blasted evangelist. And you, you always, when you see your beloved, you can't say, Charlie, your hair is nice. One day, a, a, one guy in Oibiche, do you know how he called Irene? What was the name called for him? Anwofe. And his face was changing. I said, <laughs> When the guy said, you see that Sami stood up, he said, Someone will say Someone will say it for you. Guys, say it all. Say it before she goes out. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Anyway. Don't focus on the outward. 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 Rather, spend time working on your heart, on your temper on your attitude, on your anger level. Some of the ladies, their anger is terrible. On your forgiveness level, some ladies don't know how to forgive. Am I talking to the ladies? On your mood. One thing I like about my wife, she's always happy. There's one thing I like. Even though I'm always serious. You get it. So when she's happy and I'm serious, like, she's worrying me. But it's good. It's better to have someone than to have someone who wakes up and squeezes the face from morning to evening. It's not a good wife. Work on the inside. Prepare marriage from inside out. What is the use of your Bugatti hair if your heart is baller hat? Or bone straight hair. What is the use of your punk and your die if we come close to you and it's like, Charlie, we, we are experiencing bad vibes? It's nothing. Haven't you seen ladies who are so beautiful, but when you get to them, see their attitude is stinking. Even ladies come, some ladies can say, This lady is a, she's not correct. Do you have friends like that? Do you have people like that? That you can say, This one is not correct. Yes. Spend time on the inside. And I know all the ladies here are in good inside. Yeah, because Irene is a very sweet person to be with. Thoughtful, sweet, kind. Zifa is also here. I don't know about some of you. But... <clears throat> are you in church? Who's adorning, let it not be outward. Give me amplified. Number two, this is what number two, you must be evil. Work on the heart. Let not yours be the merely external adorning with elaborate interweaving and knotting of the hair. Elaborate punk and afro. Closure. <laughs> Rather. Nothing of the hair. The wearing of jewelry or changes of clothes. 
What? For? But let it be the inward adorning and the beauty of the hidden person of the heart. When your in-laws taste of you, let them tell you, oh, your wife is a good wife. You get it? Don't ever say, oh, you're in the Nisubai, no, you're in the Nisubai, no, you're in the This is what some in-laws say. Because of your wife, won't come to your house again. Why should your mother-in-law say that about you? Guys, you too, I hope you are listening. So this is the kind of ladies you must go for. If you follow hips. <laughs> it's your issue. If you follow Fofo. <laughs> Do you know Fofo? <laughs> you don't know Fofo? It's your assignment. Go and look for it. Follow Fofo. Uh, you, regret, you regret the biggest regret of your life. Hey, why are people laughing like that? Hmm, hmm, hmm. And beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible and fading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit. Look, you must be a peaceful woman. Peaceful. Peace. Your home must be peaceful. Peaceful every day. Why are we in the market? When we enter, we must peaceful. If we drop a pin, we should hear that a pin has dropped. That's how your home must be. With a sweet aroma. Why you every day tension? You can't go one week without fights and quarrels. Every day you are quarreling. Why? Then you should just leave the relationship. Peaceful. See, every lady lifts her and say, I will be a peaceful woman. Okay. Bible says it's better to live in the rooftop of your house than to be in the same house with an odious woman, a nagging woman. Hey. And amazingly, one thing guys cherish the most when they marry is peace. And one thing women can give is peace of mind. But I'm amazing or amazing. needs peace but that's one thing that women too don't know how to give every woman whether good or bad if it's not good it's bad if it's not bad it's good before i come here i came to i went to sit in the office i was just trying to put my thoughts together my wife came she started pulling my toes Thank you. You give me some small time. Let me rest. Let me just go to my notes. But it's like, I won't give you peace. But that's the good one. Uh huh. But we have the one that your wife knows you are going to work at 8 o'clock. Then she will hide your car key at 7.50. That's where you kiss the day you married her. <laughs> you have an interview. Eh? On Zoom. <laughs> 30 minutes coming in. 30 minutes later, your wife is fighting with you. 
as you are doing the Zoom, she's talking. What's your bema? It's around your way, on your way, on your way. You think this is a story, so? It's life. Hmm. Hmm. You go to the market, <laughs> look very well. You sit down. <clears throat> yeah. It's better to dwell in the corner of the house top on the flat oriental roof exposed to all kinds of weather than in a house shared with a nagging quarrelsome and fault-finding woman. Hey! Every woman say, I'll never be quarrelsome. I'll be peaceful. Yes. I teach him. Let the beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit which is not anxious or rotten but is very precious in the sight of God. This is what God wants from us. That we are peaceful. That we are gentle. That we are peaceful. That we are gentle. That we are peaceful. That we are gentle. Never let your husband enjoy outside more than he comes home. When your husband is coming home, he changes his face and his mood to come and meet your mood. No. If you're in a relationship, let your beloved love talking to you. Why should your beloved love talking to another lady when you are there? Don't take things far in your mind. Don't think about things. Don't put imaginations together and bring problem in the relationship. <clears throat> if you call the person, the person will call you. Hey! Ah. <laughs> it's like World War II is coming. No. Are you here? Every lady, put your hand on your heart. If you get these things there, you'll be the happiest woman in your marriage. Speak to God. The word of God sets us free. <laughs> Verse 5. Pray. Just keep praying. <laughs> Help me, Lord. 
Amen. Amen. We are wrapping up. For it was thus that the pious women of old who hoped in God. So the standard for us huh, is not an influencer on Instagram or a successful entrepreneur who doesn't believe in marriage. You cannot be a Christian lady and your example is a self-made woman who is making it and doesn't believe in marriage. You are looking in the wrong direction. Your example should be Sarah. <clears throat> you get it. How can a pilot have a mentor who is a lawyer? What is he going to teach him? Pastor, your mentor is a carpenter. What will he teach you? Dovetail joint. Your pastor, your mentor is a pastor. He teaches you pastoral work. A businessman, your mentor is a senior businessman. So that he can mentor you. You get it? So he says, let's look at Sarah, our mother. He said, Sarah, go to four. But let me know, continue. <clears throat> five, six. So he's talking about Sarah. So come back four. But it was that five. But it was that that the pious women of old who who helped in God, who hoped in God, were accustomed to beautify themselves and were submissive, were submissive, were submissive. Remember, he's still talking to the first, the Peter, the. New, new Christians who, who are supposed to desire the sincere milk of the word of God. Who, he's still teaching them. Who, he says, this is how Sarah was. This is how Sarah was. <laughs> yeah. Sarah is a very great person. We know women have weaknesses, but even within a context, Sarah still proved right. Or, yeah. To beautify themselves and were submissive to their own husband. Adapting themselves to them as themselves, secondary and dependent upon them. So you see yourself as my lord, my husband, my master, like my king, my lord. Yeah. Not in your mind, because Papa said it, I'll say, but in my heart, you are not my lord. <laughs> now you yourself, how can you be my lord? No. I told the story of the boy, the mother screamed on him and he sat down and the mom said, why can you sit? So you can sit and he said, mama, I'm sitting, but in my heart, standing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just play along because Papa preached. But by three weeks time, oh, I'll change again. So <laughs> born. See, I will not be stubborn. Verse 6. It was thus that Sarah obeyed Abraham, following his guidance. So you see, if you are dependent, when you depend on the guidance of the wife, the, the, the husband. Many times I tell my wife, I know the road, follow me. And I say it with all boldness. 
Do I know the road? We can't have two people who know the road. Don't you understand? The marriage is a hierarchy. Maybe next month I'll teach you because of time. It's a hierarchy. In Ephesians 3, he said, Husband, submit to ask Christ. Sub, ask Christ himself. Go to that scripture. We'll come back to this one and end. Ephesians 3. Is it Ephesians 3? Ephesians 5, verse 18. Go. Nineteen. No, I think it's Ephesians three. Is it twenty? Ephesians five twenty. Good, thank you. Wise, be subject, amplified. Be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourself to your own husband as a service to the Lord. So even your husband submitting to your husband is a form of worship to God. Yeah. And the truth is, that's all the duty of the woman. There's no much. Everything is in the submission. That they had to calm down. Oh, you are good. And that's the most difficult thing. But it will not be difficult for you. Verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife. So when I stand with my wife, I am her head. And my tone is going up again. Let me come. I am your head. <laughs> I am your head. So you don't have a head. Though. Me, I'm your head. I'm your eyes. I'm your nose. I'm your mouth. I'm your ears. That's why when I tell you things, it works. That's why when I give you direction, it works. That's why when I tell you, don't do this, do it this way, it works. So it's an error for you to think that, hey, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. I have a PhD, FFG, CFG. My husband is not this and this. So I've, God has made me the head. Our situation is different. No. Your situation, your case can never be different in this instance. For the husband is the head of the, of the wife. Remember, for the husband is the head of the wife. Only for the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now, only I don't know what is. I'm wondering why are you facing this way. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. Say, for the husband is the head of Let's recite it. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. For the husband is the head of the wife. Clap for Jesus. Christ is the head of the church. So the same way that Jesus is the head of this, that's the same way the husband is the head of the wife. Campus Amubarak insults Christ. That means I've lost my job. That's the same way my wife cannot insult me. Are you here? As Christ is the head of the church, himself the savior of his body. This is a hierarchy. Go back. Later we'll take the scripture. 
But go back to, yeah, let's finish this. Verse 6. We are ending. It was thus that Sarah obeyed Abraham. How did Sarah obey Abraham? He followed Abraham's guide. Adam, Abraham said, God said we should go. God said we should go. Okay, let's go. God said we should give Isaac. Hey, are you sure? Did God say we should give our only son? Yes. God said we should give. Okay, take him. You see? A wife must learn to say, okay. Not God said we should do it. God to come and tell me, all of us, don't you hear God? Hey. Eh. Me too, I want to hear God. Then if Satan can, you too, you will face Satan. No? Are you ready? Are you ready? Because if God speaks and you want to hear God for yourself before you do it, and you can't just depend on what your husband has said, okay, then the many times that Satan came that your husband also stood at the gate and forced Satan without your knowledge. Now when Satan comes, when your husband faces Satan, you too, you face a part of Satan. Are you ready for that? Can you face him? Following his guidance and acknowledging his headship. Accept, it means Sarah accepted Abraham as his Lord. As her Lord, like, this is my God. This is my master. Yeah. It's not like that today. A little education woman, ooh, you can't even tell them any of this. It's funny, like, all these things are not in the Bible. How many of you are learning? Yeah. Acknowledge it. Even for women to even acknowledge a man, it's not easy today. It's not easy. It's not easy. Who is he? Oh. <clears throat> when you look at our mothers, eh, no matter how they quarrel, no matter how what happens, if, you, if something has to go to the family, the mother will always ask, have you spoken to your father? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like, you, you know your mother is not talking to your father, but she will still tell you, go and tell your father. But we, this generation, we don't know that. Why? Because a woman is acknowledging the head. What your father says is final. What your father says is final. Not your father has spoken and mother has spoken and said, Mommy said, Who dare you? Pastor Mubarak word and Jesus word, which one is final? Jesus' word is final. How can Pastor Mubarak's word override Jesus' word? Who employed who? Acknowledging his headship over her. Over her. It's like, you are my Lord. Run over me. Step on me. Lie on me. Bo uh, do whatever you want to do to me. I'm your boy boy. But we know Abraham and Sarah. It was not like that. Because the Bible says, Abimelech saw Abraham spotting with Sarah. They had a friendship. They were playing. That spotting was not like sex. So it was like they were, they were just... Touching each other as husband and wife. So obviously they were in love. 
But we don't know that this is the key to have that one. We want to have love, but we don't want to acknowledge. Remember, there's a, there's a desire in a woman to reach for a man. There's a curse. The Bible says that your desire will be the man. When they come out, we are the feminists. We are the feminists. Hey, the man is this. The man is this. When they go, oh, I'm lonely. We are Kwasiapa. And I was a maker. It's a policy. Galatians. What's the way for? Why? Because you see, you can still express your view about how men, because it's true, some men are very funny towards women. It's good. So you can stand up to defend weak women and fight for the cause of women. It's good. Not so. But it should not make you wipe out totally that a man is useless. Oh, how can you just say that? And that's what they are reducing our wealth to. You don't need a man. You don't need a man. You can be self-made. You can be this. You can be this. Oh. And when you go to, you go and touch yourself. But you should have been married. Hmm? You should have been married. So you have someone to touch you. But now you are touching yourself. Sad. Acknowledging his headship over her by calling him Lord. Acknowledging, calling my leader, my authority. My leader, my authority. My master, my leader, my authority. My authority. My authority. Vanessa, can you say your husband is your authority? That's what you must say. Yeah. We lay our crowns and worship you. It's like you lay everything down and you say, my master, my master, my master. I'm begging all the ladies here. This is the way. The way to the wise. Am I talking to you? Is it, is it going down? <clears throat> my master. See, my master. See, my leader. Say my, my, my authority. Say my master. My leader. My authority. My master. My leader. My authority. It's my husband. My husband is my authority. Every lady say my husband is my authority. My husband is my leader. My husband is my authority. My husband is my master. Oh, you don't like the teaching. 
And this is how you be loved. Hey. You, you, when you do this, you will touch the core of the man. You will sign a check. You won't even think. Uh, how much did you say you want? Three million. You say, oh, I, I made it 30 million. Okay, it's fine. It's okay. That's how you be loved. True, true. Be loved. Be loved. Oh. And you are now her true daughters if you do the right. If you do right and let nothing terrify you. Not giving way to hysterical fears or letting anxieties and nerves. Because that's always a problem. What if, what if, as I'm doing this, if I become a fool? What if this, what if that, what if this, what if this? No. You will never lose. You never lose obeying the word of God. Never lose. You never say, I'll never lose obeying the word of God. I found out that the more I love my wife, the more the marriage works. But it's not easy to love when the person has done something wrong. But the Bible says love. Yeah, because if you read seven, in the same way you married men should love, should live considerately with your wives, with an intelligent recognition of the marriage relation, honoring the woman as physically weak, but realizing that you are joint heirs of the grace, in order that your prayers may not be. So it's like King James will say what? Love her. Love, love, love. He that, verse 7, life according to that, honor the wife unto. Verse 8. And he, go back. Love, yeah. Honor unto the wife as a weaker vessel. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Honor, love. Bring love unto them. If you do your part, I do my part. We will be fine. Not so. Hallelujah. So we are going to obey the Bible, huh? <clears throat> we are doers of the word, though. Gamel, have you heard? It. Hallelujah. Let your hands and thank the Lord. If you put away what God has said, you'll be in trouble. Amen. Can we have a microphone? Brother Peter, I want you to just come and give us a word. Five minutes. Just tell us something. I don't know. I just feel God may have put something. Hallelujah. You're looking good. Hallelujah. Then we pray and go. Amen. Pastor has said it all. I wish all the saints here should have this message. Play it back and back and back the whole of December. Amen. Listen, you can't use a car key to open a wardrobe. 
Amen. Marriage is a life matter. We hear it every day. People go into it and they are dead. The key given to you tonight, if you really, really want to prosper in your marriage, please. If ever you lose anything, don't lose this key tonight. I tell you the truth. I have been in this for the last 20 years plus. It is not easy. But when you have the key, you will know which door to open per time. And that has been given to you tonight. Please. Listen to this message. Don't downplay on this tonight. It is a lifetime key given to you tonight. God bless you. Yeah. You can't use a car key. Hey. Are you trying to play it for Eugenia or what? You can't use a car key to open a wardrobe. Hey. These are dark scenes. It's a serious statement. Marriage, I think marriage is very easy, yet very complicated. It all depends on the path you take. It's like ministry. One day, I just said, I was looking at many men of God, and I just said, this man of God, he found something very early. It has helped him. And I said, I'll follow this man of God. I was talking about Bishop Oti. I said, I'll follow him. I want to use the path he used because it has worked. There's a path in ministry you take. It can make ministry very easy. There's also a path you take. It makes it very difficult. Very difficult. One time we went to a conference in Kofuridua, Bishop Adungu's conference. One guy was leading prayer. Hey, you could see the frustration of ministry. Yeah, it's like old people, old old people. You see that the approach was wrong. When I sat with the pastor and I began to explain to him, I think this is wrong. I think this is wrong. I think the way you do this, I think when I finished, he has a church, but you see that the approach he took, yeah, Pastor is true. The way we started is wrong. We didn't take the right path. But we restructured and do what you are saying. That's how marriage can be. If you take the right approach, it saves you. There's nothing more painful than having someone you love, eh, but you can't live with the person because both of you cannot obey simple rules. Keep this thing on. Love is bonded with wisdom. Now, when you lack the wisdom, you will see the person you love going and you love the person but you can't have the person because of a lack of wisdom. That's why you must receive this wisdom. There's nothing here that I've said that makes you lose out. After all, who are you? Or what I'm saying, you don't understand. 
what are you who, who are we that we should complicate our life so much that what 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 who are you that you can't hold your husband's feet i say my master why who are you are you queen elizabeth queen elizabeth can't you see how he, she lived with her own husband so let's learn this wisdom guys if you hear what i've told you oh your marriage will work i mean we are still learning a pastor is someone who has gone one step ahead and is just teaching i'm teaching it's not that i know any everything but the little me to have learned is a little i'm sharing and as we move on and i learn more i'll share you get it so i'm just trying to say oh after all so far so good it's working so step the same place it'll work it work. Everybody should know their place. To work. Left your hand. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.